0: Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Untold. I'm Mike Adam. This podcast features interviews with people from all different walks of life. Individuals that came from money, have college degrees, had a strong family support system, but what they all have in common is falling on hard times and either ending up on the streets or in shelters. You know, in a time when so many of us are living paycheck to paycheck, it shouldn't be that hard to see that becoming homeless can really happen to anyone. That's what we explore on this show in hopes that you'll truly get a chance to walk in someone else's shoes and have a better understanding of how their options minimized and they found themselves in a predicament that they too never thought they'd be in. This is Untold. Joining me in studio, I have Albert Duncan. He is 59 years old and originally from Guyana in South America. Thanks so much for doing this, Albert. Thanks for having me, Mike. Of course, of course. So what first brought you to the U.S.? I came on vacation from my uh,
1: job. Okay. Uh, I had three months vacation. I moved around. I went to California. I went to Maryland and those areas. And I have a niece in in New York, that I spent most of the time with, uh-huh. you know, when the time comes for me to go back, I just decided to stay.
0: Yeah. And do you have any kids? Yeah, I have eight. Any, any in New York? No,
1: they were they came, but they went back to finish the study. They, um, how should I put it? They. Didn't really like here. Okay. the the style here is much too fast for them. Yeah. And then when the the cold catch up with them, they couldn't
0: take it. So they decided (laughs) to go back
1: home and finish, and finish the studies. You know. Uh, And they end up with good jobs. You know. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've lived (laughs) here my whole life, and people say, "Oh, you know, you lived here forever. You're not used to the cold." And I said, "No." I never get used. Every winter
1: is terrible. Well, you can understand their situation. Even with me, I'm here 20 years, and the cold is what is
0: chasing me right now. Yes, it's, yeah. it's true. So, mm-hmm. so how old were you when you first came over here? 39. You were 29? 39, 39. 39, yes. oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And did you, what were you doing uh, for work at that time? Did you? Were you doing the same thing over here?
1: Oh, no, no, no. Over here is a different thing altogether. Remember, this is not my country. In my country, I, I manage a finance department of a, uh, a telecommunication company. Okay. Uh, over here, I started working in a Jamaican restaurant, you know, but s- somehow they had to be within that time, you know, tragedy struck, you know, and uh, I got ill, couldn't work anymore and was hospitalized for a while. And that is the t- complete turnaround, become homeless after that.
0: Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what uh-huh. what, what was the sickness? Uh, HIV. Oh, yeah. okay. I imagine you must, you know, it's terrible, but I imagine you must have felt blessed that you were in the U.S. getting the... Yeah, when I
1: when I was more or less diagnosed, the first thing that came to mind that that's the end of it, the end of the road. Yeah. You know, I have many a times I sit there and, you know, even contemplate suicide. But then I had a very good doctor. I remember his name, Dr. LaRoche, you know. He called me in one day and he explained to me. He showed me his head, you know. He had this salt and pepper kind of hair, you yep. know. And he told me, he said, if I want help, I can get help. That is in the... Cola Goldwater Hospital. He said the only thing he's gonna ask me to do, apart from taking the medications as prescribed, is to if I have any trouble, any problems, just come to him. No matter what time of the day, just yeah. come to him. Yeah. If he's not around, ask the, wow. ask the nurses to see him. He said the reason why this my hair is like that is because he takes on the problems of people like me, and that comfort me. You know, <laughs> I couldn't want to hear anything better than that. Wow. Wow, do yeah. you still keep in touch with it? What year was that when you found out? That was two thousand and one. Wow. Yeah, two thousand and one.
0: Now, now, uh, when when you were going through all this, were you um were you relaying the message to people back home? Were you yeah telling yeah, they kids, were aware? yeah yeah my kids everybody yeah had to
1: let them know Would they this come is out. Huh? yeah, I have my sisters came to see me. You know.
0: Did they try to kind of, you know, help you out with the, the situation, like living situation and things like that?
1: Yeah, but here what happened. I yeah um, developed this kind of standoffish attitude, you know, yeah. because after I realized, I said, look, I don't want people sympathize with me, my yeah. problem, because however I get it, that's my decision that I made. You understand? So let me grieve with it within
0: myself. So I know you were kind of uh, bouncing around from hospital to hospital for... A while, um, but then what happened next?
1: Yeah, I wanted. To, I mean, I be, began to feel better, you know, and yeah. want to get back into the world of work. I couldn't do it there, so I went out look for look for something to do, you know. Meet some a, a friend, and it's really, okay. Look, come stay by me, you know, and uh, you can work and come over share the apartment, you know. But then I was I, while working, I um it it didn't work out with that person because people lifestyle and people is different to your to yours you know yeah now let me be a little more precise i I, the only bad habit I have is I drink a little bit uh-huh. you know at that time you know but uh, because of the situation I had to give it up so if you're mixing with people who doing the same situation and and doing other hard stuff you know you can't be around those people it's not healthy for you number one because right. you know the secondhand things that you can be inhaling because you're in the apartment all your clothes got the smell you know I mean no offense to the people that's their 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 lifestyle they choose that okay so the only thing I had to do was to get out or if I stay there, it's obvious i going to be, become more sick yeah. because my immune system is already being compromised. Yeah. So I can't be in a situation where it can be even more, you know, things. So I have to stay positive. So I get out of there with nowhere to go, you know, and end up on the street. It's like I was losing it more or less, yeah. you know, because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, you know. Every and time I, I I see a way of getting up, there's always something that puts puts me back down, yeah. you know. And then somebody told me about this place called um, Project Hospitality in yeah. Staten Island, yeah. you know, and I end up there, and thank God I'm still there. That's over the almost 12 years now. That's how I met Terry. That's the organization that she runs. You know, I was I was a bit skeptical, but then the people there were very very nice. Yeah. They they told me what to expect. They told me what they expect of me and they told me what to expect of them.
0: Now, did Project Hospitality allow you to work while you were there?
1: They have programs. They have what we call a stipend program uh-huh. that you can work with them. Uh-huh. You know, they, they help you with transportation to get to and from. First of all, they help you with uh, getting in an apartment. Yeah. You know, they provide case management for you. At least I'm talking about my case. Yeah. They provide case management for you. And... Um, <clears throat> And it's just the social worker that is responsible for 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 your care yep. that person would visit you you know you have appointments to to go with them they make sure they ensure that you get to your appointments yeah you know you you keep the doctor appointments if you you don't have transportation to get there, they provide it for you they yeah. come and get you.
0: They really you know. care about yeah. you.
1: Oh yeah, they have a detailed, detailed thing. They know you develop a relationship with the caseworkers there in that
0: organization. Uh, when did you first um, enter into Project Hospitality? Two thousand eight. Two thousand. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's twelve years. Yeah. So what are you, um, <clears throat> what are you feeling like now? What are some of the the goals you have? What What do you want to do next? Um, I'm I'm.
1: Uh, letting the cat out of the bag a little bit here. I am going to be sixty next year. Yeah. Right. And I want to retire. Yeah. I want to go back to my country. As a matter of fact, I am in the process of putting systems in place so that I can return. Yeah. You know, and start my life all over again. Yeah. There.
0: Yeah family's number one Uh,
1: all the time well as a matter of fact I have 11 (laughs) (laughs) grandkids. I haven't seen them you know so I'm going to and I don't want to go back there with um, a a cane in my hands you know I can't run run around with them how will the um,
0: care change once you're over there
1: Second, oh well, I'm still working on on it. There, you know, the last I heard is that, um,
0: they've come a long way, yeah, yeah.
1: They but the last I heard is that the medication they're giving you are like half monthly supply instead of the whole month supply, so that's using one every other day instead of every day. Will you be okay with that? Uh, the doctors would have to make that decision. You know, yeah. they would have to check my progress, yeah. or check my numbers. Yeah. You know, if that should ever happen. Yeah. But um, how I think it might be able to, you know, as now. But one thing I know for sure too is that I'm going to eat much healthier there, because at home you get stuff not from the refrigerator. You yeah. get stuff from the. From the fresh fresh things. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Not yeah. processed stuff yeah. and those type of things. So I can do that. And with that, I think I'm going to improve a little with my health situation.
0: Does your family miss you?
1: Uh, certainly they did. I miss them too. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, we talk a lot. They call every day, every other day. You know, there's so much that, you know, who don't call today would call tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Albert, why, why do you think some individu- individuals choose to stay on the streets rather than seek out help?
1: I think it's because they they, they you see everybody complain is different. Yeah. Right. Their mental stability. Yeah. Right. They the mind is, is 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 messed up. Their focus is different. You yeah. know, that they, they don't have trust. I don't know if it's because of their state of mind or what. They don't trust anybody. Yeah. You know, you can see them with their bags and they're locked in. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> So they lock into their own world yeah. and they, they kind of lock everything else out, yeah. even help. Yeah. They don't believe that there's help. So more or less what you would have to do is to get past that, and, uh, but I don't know how it's been done, how it, how it could be done. Yeah. As long as you get past that, then you would get them to come over to, uh, to realize that there's help.
0: Yeah. Did you find a community among the the people on the streets? Did you make any friendships? Did you associate with people, or do you kind of just keep to yourself? No, I, I
1: I associate with them, but I I was my mind was sound enough to know that that is not what I want. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I'm not really looking down at, at them, but like I said, people. Mental, sure. Th- they it's have different. A, yes, an different. illness, totally, a mind illness. Yeah, yeah, totally different. I dealt with people who do drugs. You know, they went to rehab. You know, I had a friend once, uh, a, a young lady. Uh, she went to rehab, but three different times, and every time she come out, she promised, "Oh, I'm not going to go back there." But yeah. after a while, she relapsed. Yeah. Relapsed. Then I realized that couldn't she? She can't help herself.
0: Yeah. You Did know. you? Would you try to help certain
1: individuals? Yeah, I try. I tried with her, yeah. definitely. I tried, but you know, you can't do that much and no more. Because once is okay, twice again, three, even three times, then yeah. you need more than help.
0: Yeah. <laughs> even on the streets, it kind of sounds like you were like, "Wow, I, I don't have it as bad as this person who's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hooked on drugs, or this person mm-hmm. who has." Uh, you know, an illness that's affecting their mind. You know, you were still saying that to yourself at this point.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's good, good that you say that. I drew I drew strength yeah. from looking at people, yeah. you know, there, you know, because I met a guy once, right? Strong, we talk, we laugh and, you know, talk about our, our past, what we did, what we've been doing, what we wanted to do, you know, whenever we, we I used to attend groups. And about two or three weeks after, he disappear yeah he, he, he passed you know so then he realized that this life is so fragile yeah. you understand I don't know what he was doing in his life that caused that but I know he probably had complaints like you know with some of the medication it tells on your organs your kidneys your liver you know <clears throat> Um. so when you hear people people talk about those things then you realize that okay look I got to yeah I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring, but let me just try to preserve what I can preserve. Yeah. You know.
0: Can you can you remember a time when you were on the street where um there was some random act of kindness for some from somebody yeah. that you just remember vividly? A lot of times, man.
1: Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. There was once I was um on Hugh Street in uh-huh. down Brooklyn the overhead. I was there with my bags. Nowhere to go, you know. Just I uh, had a little pull, pull suitcase, and I was standing basically in the front of a restaurant, uh, a Spanish restaurant, and um, the, just by the street, the steps, you know, going to go up to the 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 the, the platform for the train because an overhead train. Yeah, and a lady, she came. She said, "I'm sorry, are you okay?" I said, yes, mom, sure. She said, you're thinking about climbing the stair? and you, you, you can't afford to climb it? I said, no. I said, why you ask? She said, because she was eating in the restaurant and she um, noticed me there standing, looking up, looking around. And th- she said, where are you heading? I look at her and I smile. I said, um... I, I myself don't know. I don't have anywhere to go. Here she you don't have a, an apartment? I said, no, I'm homeless. She said, you had breakfast this morning? I said, no. Um, She said, come with me. She went back into the restaurant. And although I remember that meal, that was a, a soup, you call it? Uh, Sam kocha Sam or, or something like that. And I sat there. And then she said, um, <clears throat> do you have... Metro card. Oh, I yeah, said yeah. I said no. She took twenty dollars out of her pocketing team. The Metro card. And God bless you. Right? God be with you. Yeah. And you know, I took that money. Indeed, I only bought, bought a ten dollar Metro card and I used the rest for dinner and thing. And I always remember that thing. I wish I could see that lady now. Yeah. You know.
0: You know, I, I walk through Penn Station so frequently, right? Mm-hmm. And I try to give where I can, and I try to uh, acknowledge everyone, right? Yeah. Everyone's so busy, especially in the train station. Everyone's rushing to catch a train, and, and there's this one guy I always remember, a young guy. He's got to be, I don't know, my age, younger, and um, he always he asks for any type of food or any change, mm-hmm. but... Then he says, can you hear me? Can you see me? Because no one, no oh, one, there, hundreds of people are walking in. by and not uh, see saying, you know, so I'll, I'll give him something or I'll say, I'm sorry, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And he says, thank you. A response is better than nothing. And it breaks my heart just because uh-huh. I feel like for a lot of people, All it takes is one bad experience, Mm -hmm. and then they're like, "Oh well, all homeless people are not grateful" or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, but you have to remember too that not everybody is in the same frame of mind. Yeah, you know, everybody's situation is not the same. Yeah, you know, I mean, you walk around, you would you could see them from the way they dress, the way they carry themselves. Yeah, you would know, you know, because they have some of them definitely mentally thing then right. they have they have the others that they, they they under the influence, you know. So there's two different things altogether, you know.
0: Do you do you remember ever anyone being unkind to you?
1: Um, not really, you know. Um when you look if you're on the street and you approach somebody for something you put in your mind that oh it's another you know it's I'm i I'm going to get a no. Yeah. You know? Yeah yeah. So, so when you do get, uh, like you said, just know a response that, oh, I'm sorry that I don't have anything, you say thank you. And you appreciate that. That person is honest, yeah. you know. you know Even if they have and they don't, they, they, they said they don't, then at least you get a response. Yeah, yeah. You feel good about that. Yeah. That's much better than the people just turning their backs and walk away, yeah. you know. Uh, just, like if like you said that the guy asks if, um, <clears throat> if you see him, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people just look through you like if whatever is happening mean to you, 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 some some cases you may have created on yourself it may have caused but then that's not what life is about. You know, there's always uh, hope. Yeah. You know, so so you don't have to take that and as, as, as uh, that rejection as, you know, um, a setback. Yeah. You know, probably you use it as a setup for something to come.
0: Yeah. So now, now with you where you are at this Ooh. day in your life, when you see People on the street, how do you interact with them?
1: I, for the first thing, i very reluctant to put money in their hands, you know, because you don't know if they're going to use it for what they say or thing. But I know for sure you're out there, you need something to eat. You need a bottle of water, you need a sandwich. Yeah, first thing, I go and get it to you. Call for what you want, I pay for it, or I go get it and bring it back for you. Yeah. But I'm I, I very, very reluctant to give people my money. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I've seen what people do with it. Yeah. We can be in at the shelter. Oh, they had they had one guy there. He used to come and brag that oh, I made a panhandle. You know, I made one hundred and twenty dollars today, and yet still he come asking me for a cigarette. <laughs> you know what he did with it? The drugs. You know. Yeah. So you know, right there and then.
0: <clears throat> do you try to? Um Acknowledge everyone, respond to everyone?
1: Everyone. I must say I'm not they're not hard to say. I'm sorry I don't have any change. Yeah, you know. Or so. And you you... Because I I remember my situation. I remember. So I certainly would do that.
0: That would be tough for me. I I feel like I would want to You know, mm-hmm. say, "Oh, come, come to Project Hospitality."
1: But I do. Like, that, 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 that'll be my next thing to you. Yeah. You know, I said. Even, I even introduce them. Tell them. You know, sometimes you see them. You say, "Well, look, could you go to Twenty Five Central on the hill? There, there's yeah. always food. There's always goodie bags. Yeah. You can you can walk up the street. They always have that at that center. Always. You can even get a shower there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to stay. You know. <clears throat> you go in. You explain your situation to them. You get a goodie bag and you get a shower, yeah. if possible, a
0: change of clothes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Looking back on everything now, Albert, Yeah. if there was one thing you could have done differently, what, what would be the one thing? Put
1: pride behind me and try to do the thing to, to get my documents. Uh, I would have been a much better person here today. I had a chance. While I was at Goldwater, I had a chance to I started going to school. I don't know who paid who was paying for it. I started going to school there. And I figured that had I continued there I even had somebody who offered to marry me there. But she had her bad habits, you know, and I figured that it won't it won't work out. You know, so in a case like that, I would just take it just for the the cause, just to get that. But at that time, I wasn't looking for that. I looking for something strong, a sound relationship, and those type of things. And that wasn't my match. I and, wasn't lo- more or less looking at
0: it as an opportunity. And what was the biggest thing that that stopped you from really pursuing the uh, citizenship? Yeah, because that's
1: the that's one of the ways that you could get. That's the easiest way in, uh, that you could
0: get. Through, there was no other no way. way.
1: No, nope. or or um, file for uh, what, you, what they call it when you have trouble in your country, uh, refugee status.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the but, only
1: way. Yeah, one of the two ways. And um, and I went to the lawyer, on that he says that there is no proof that they have violence and thing in my country that they, it can go through. I have to. That's my only option. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think what do you think your your purpose on this this earth was what what was your calling what was your passion what were you put here to do have you figured that out
1: working a project hospitality i i i say i i Want to believe that that is what I was there to do, you know, lend a help, help people, you know, pass it on. I was getting help and I passed the help on. That's why I go there every day to do the work that I'm doing. You know, I've been doing for, for the past, well, this is the same place here, but past seven or eight years now, I'm there and the shelter at nights. You know, I was out there. And I try to help the people. So I lose sleep at nights, so that others can get sleep.
0: You're like the doctor that helped you <laughs> well, <laughs> with see, the gray hair. Yeah, okay. Oh, fine. You see? Yeah. That's
1: true. Yeah. So there there goes, you know, my, that's my life.
0: <laughs> Albert, you are a pleasure. Thank you so much. Mike, it was pleasure. We can go on
1: and on. It was so nice being in here with you.
0: I, of course, want to thank Albert Duncan. Without him, obviously, this episode wouldn't be possible, as well as Project Hospitality. Project Hospitality has a 30-year history of serving the needs of the poor, hungry, and homeless residents of Staten Island. It's their mission to reach out to community members who are hungry, homeless, or otherwise in need in order to work with them to achieve their self-sufficiency. They address the needs of more than 26,000 impoverished and marginalized individuals annually. If you want to get involved or find out more about Project Hospitality, just visit projecthospitality.org. This is Untold. I'm Mike Adam, and thank you for listening.